Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome, Freedom Fighters, to Flawed and Free Podcast, where we build, empower, and equip disciples of Christ through deliverance and healing. My name is Tina, the Warrior Princess, and I am your host. As a spiritual warfare strategist, prophetic intercessor, and deliverance minister, I take great pleasure serving you and supporting your journey from the flaws of your past into the freedom of your future. Follow me and be set free. Welcome to Flawed and Free Podcast. My name is Tina and I am your host of Flawed and Free. I am so glad that we are with each other again for another week, another episode for some more fun and favor with God. Anywho, let's get to today's podcast. Today we are talking about deliverance and breaking the barriers of deliverance. And so I want to discuss what I want to go over about the triple D's, the triple D's to deliverance, right? These are, these are barriers to deliverance. And we want to dismantle those barriers and help you overcome the things that may be getting in the way or may be hindering, blocking, or delaying your deliverance or receiving deliverance. And so the first D I want to introduce is the D of distraction, the D of distraction. The second D is the D of doubt, doubt. And the third D is domination, dominating thoughts, domination. And so we're going to focus this week on the triple D's and the barriers to deliverance. So distraction, distraction is one of the biggest barriers of deliverance. So we, you must understand that the enemy, he can't stop the plan that God has for you. Okay. He can delay the plan. He can use you to delay the plan, but he cannot stop the plan that God has for you. How does the enemy delay the plans of God? How does he distract? How does he do this through distraction? Through distraction. Now, if you read the definition, y'all know I love definitions. And so as led, I share them when explaining certain things in these podcasts. So the first definition of distraction says a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. A thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. And the second definition is extreme agitation of the mind or emotions, 
extreme agitation of the mind or emotions. And if you've listened to any of my podcasts, we've talked about the soulish realm and your mind and your will and your emotions that reside in the soulish realm. And so what is distraction? Distraction is According to the dictionary, any extreme agitation of the mind or emotions and or a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. Where should our full attention be? It should be on Christ Jesus. Where should our focus be? It should be on Christ Jesus. So if we are distracted, then this is a tactic used by the enemy to keep and or delay and or prevent us from giving our full attention to the Lord Jesus Christ and the thing in which he seeks and desire to deliver us from. Now on to the second D, the second D of the triple D's, and that is doubt, right? Doubt is the second thing that we're going to talk about today. But I want to, before we move on to doubt, um, just kind of add some additional scripture to distraction before I even forget. So Luke 9 and 62, Luke 9 and 62 says, but Jesus told him anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. What is that saying? What is that verse saying? It's, it's, it's speaking to distraction. It's a good verse to reference just the work that God has called you to do, the field that he's called you to glean, to learn and to grow in. And he's basically saying, but Jesus is saying, If you put your hand to the plow and you look back, then I can't use you. I can't use you. You're not fit for the kingdom of God. And so distraction is used as a hindrance, as a delay, and as a tactic by the enemy, because he knows if I can get you to pull your attention away from Jesus, if I can get you to pull your attention and become extremely agitated in your mind and your emotions and in your will, then I can deter and detour the plan and the path of purpose in your life. So God is asking what of us, right? To not be distracted and to con- and be focused on the word, but to be focused on the will of God, to be focused on him through total dedication and total commitment. Dedication and commitment to Christ is what is needed to follow him. See, people want the crown, but they don't want the cross. People who want the kingdom relation, they want the kingdom inheritance. They want the kingdom, everything that comes with being a part and, and, and being and, and recipient of the kingdom of God, but they don't want to bear the cross, right? And it is, it's, it's work, right? But we're not working alone. We're working alongside of Jesus Christ. He's already done the work, right? We're 
resting in the finished work. We're resting in the finished work of Christ that was already done. And we're just meeting our faith with the work of Christ, right? We're meeting our faith and we are focusing and we hope to be focused on the will, the way, and the word of God. Now into doubt, the second D of the triple D's doubt. I am here to tell you, you can receive nothing from God in doubt. You can receive nothing from God in doubt and unbelief, right? And so doubt and unbelief aren't quite the same, but they're cousins, right? They're close cousins. And we know that you, belief is the precursor to entering into the kingdom of heaven, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, believing in the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Christ, and anything else that you see, seek, or desire from God, from the word of God, from the kingdom of God, starts from the foundation of belief, right? So if you're walking and operating in a space of doubt and unbelief, how can we expect God to show up in a place like that? And where our hearts are full of doubt and our hearts are full of unbelief. So doubt is another hindrance or barrier to your deliverance, to receiving the fullness and the freedom of God through deliverance. If you doubt that he can free you, if you don't believe that he is the God, the I am, if you don't believe that he has died for your sins and that he has resurrected in heaven, that he can fulfill and every need and everything. If you any. If you have any ounce of doubt, then this is and will hinder you from any progress or prosperity in Christ. And that's just the foundation and the foundational principle of receiving anything from the kingdom of God is you must operate in faith and obedience to God in order to receive the fullness of God. So. Doubt. What is doubt? Again, the definition of doubt is a feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction. Doubt is a feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction, right? And so people sometimes feel condemned and not convicted and they confuse the two. Whenever um, someone is giving a word of encouragement or something that kind of hits home and it's like, don't judge me. Don't, 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 don't tell me. But your heart is really at times being convicted. God is trying to soften your heart as he examines and reveals those things in your heart because God actually convicts. So if you have a lack of conviction, if you're unconscious, if you're unaware, or you just don't care, right? That's an extreme lack of conviction. Your heart is hard hearted and you don't care to know, nor be committed, nor understand or consult with the Lord, with the plan for your life, then you lack conviction. 
And if you lack conviction, then you will operate in a place of condemnation and condemnation doesn't come from God. The devil condemns, God convicts. So the definition of doubt is a feeling of uncertainty or a lack of conviction. And so you want to open up your heart to the Lord so that he can convict so that he can reveal what's concealed so that you can be healed of the hidden things, right? Of the things you may be ignorant or unaware of. God doesn't want you to walk in doubt. The church has become very comfortable with not being conviction, no conviction at all, just a bunch of massaging, feel good messages. And not that these encouraging messages are bad or edification or, or empowerment or inspiration is bad because it's not bad, but we cannot become so complacent and comfortable where we're not convicted, where there's no conviction at all. And believe me, Believe you and me, demons don't manifest when they're comfortable. When they are comfortable, people say, I've never seen a demonic manifestation or how I, I didn't know that I was, I've been demonized or that it wasn't until you start to pray for me and I started to manifest. They never even knew what a demonic manifestation was or that they were even demonized until they began to, uh, to manifest. And the anointing of God will expose the enemy's hand. It will expose the enemy. There's many times that just just me entering the room with a person um, and 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 having conversations, um, just opening and revealing the the blessings of the Lord, just talking of the goodness of God. And I literally have seen demonic manifestations because why? Because of the anointing of God, because of the call of God um, and the mantle of deliverance in my life. I've become very accustomed to this. And um, even people that God has actually called me to deliver or has sought out the ministry for deliverance, the minute I begin to speak, the minute I begin to pray by the power of the Holy Spirit, because it's not me, it's Jesus, it's the light of the Lord, it's the kingdom of light and the Holy Spirit that resides and speaks through me, the demons become very uncomfortable. So they begin to manifest and I will begin to see literally um, through prayer, someone manifesting demonically. Um, and then I have to then confront the demonic manifestation. Um, and so depending on the situation and the circumstances, um, if I'm in, del- in a actual deliverance, then I go through the process of commanding and casting them out. And if not, then I go through a process of prayer and binding until they can safely um, and not safely, like, like it's unsafe, but until the appropriate time, until the appropriate time for them to be cast out. Um, so there is a process as led by the Holy Spirit. And so, hey guys, quick question Have you ever experienced sleep paralysis, difficulty reading and retaining the Word of God, dominating thoughts, pain with no explainable source? What about anxiety? 
panic attacks, feelings that you're being watched, or just some mere eerie evil presence near. You may be experiencing demonic attacks, and when in doubt, cast them out. Flawed and Free offers free one-to-one deliverance via virtual, in-person, and group altar call deliverance. Contact us at info at flawedandfree.com. Send your request for an oppression healing intake form, or you can go to the episode description of this show and go to theflawedandfree.com and we will send you an intake form. Get free with Flawed and Free today. If I just, and the demons don't care. They they don't care if you're reading your Bible and going to your church, especially if you're, if you're not spirit filled or you're not attending a church that is, is teaching from um, the true word of God that is not just teaching to massage and to, to tickle your ears and to just come um make it comfortable and and this isn't our desire to make people uncomfortable to make people manifest like this is not but we do and we should expose the enemy we should pray and cover those that are in need and sometimes we do have to give a hard word and sometimes we do have to share a testimony that may cause uh, a spirit of conviction upon someone but it is to help them not to hurt them and so people will attend or become comfortable and complacent when they are not challenged to mature and grow and they're just comfortable comfortable with maybe the the word that their pastor gives every every week or where they are um just because they just become uncomfortable when they feel convicted but that's where you experience the greatest growth right when you are able to actually allow and be open to the move of God and to the Holy Spirit to remove and to confront those things that are not of God so that they can be removed so that you can heal and that you can move forward into the new things, into the next part of your life. And you're not stuck in a state of spiritual stagnation. And so everything in the kingdom of God starts with belief, everything. So if you're operating in unbelief or doubt, then it is difficult and yet very challenging to receive and move in anything in the kingdom of God, because you must at the very minimum, at the very least have belief and not be in doubt. So Satan will tempt us, right? Satan will tempt us by getting us to doubt the goodness of God. You know, I, you know, for a lot of people, I've spoken to them in preparation for deliverance. And they have said, you know, I've dealt with, you know, pornography or I've dealt with this problem for so long. I don't even know 
what life would be like without it. I don't know what my life will look like on the other side of this if I don't have this in my life. And they develop a relationship and a partnership and an agreement, even though it's not willing them any good in their life. They will, the the enemy, Satan will tempt you and cause you to doubt that God can free you, that God can literally release you from the bondage and the pains of your past, release you from the traumas of things that you've seen or experienced in your life that, you know, I've just dealt with this grief so long, or I've just, you know, just become accustomed to just always being betrayed and disappointed. So I don't expect anything more. And so seeds of doubt will be placed by Satan into your heart, into your mind, into your spirit, into your soul, and just affect your emotions and, and get you to operate in a place of doubt. But we know that the devil is a liar and doubt does not live here in Jesus name. And so you must petition your mind and your spirit to allow the Lord to remove those seeds of doubt from you, to remove those seeds of doubt and to speak and seek the truth about God. What is the truth about God? Who is God? What is his intended purpose for your life? What has he already done in and for your life? So we must focus on the truth, the truth that will set you free, the truth about God. Psalms 33 and 4 NLT version states, for the word of the Lord holds true and we can trust everything he does. We can trust everything he does. That's Psalms 33 and four. So if the word of God, if the word of the Lord is true, then we know that he's true. His word is true. His actions and deeds are true. And we can trust everything he does. So why would we doubt him? Why would we doubt him when we know that he is dependable, that he is faithful and that he is trustworthy? So if doubt is seeking and seeping in you, in your mind and hindering you from receiving deliverance or even um, going into agreement and partnership with the Holy Spirit to receive it. Just know that it's a demonic hindrance. It's a demonic delay to keep you from receiving your freedom and deliverance that you can be set free, that you are free. John 8 and 36 tells us that for whom the son is set free is truly free indeed. So you are free and God's word is true and it can't come back to us void. Psalms 33 and 4 says, that his word, the word of the Lord holds true and we can trust him. We can trust him. If your quarter believes it, then why don't you look at your quarter? It says, I think it says in God, we trust, right? And God, we trust. So if we trust God, if a simple piece of silver, trust God, then why can't we, right? Why can't we? So we know just, just in the fact that we're breathing, 
that God is faithful and and dependable just in the fact that he has saved us from so many things, even unknown to us that you could never even think or imagine God has protected you from that. God is true, that his word is true. And so therefore we can trust everything he does. So why doubt and why allow the enemy to plant seeds of doubt? We don't believe him. He is a liar. He is the father of lies. And we know who God is. What is the truth about God? Who is God? God is our creator. God is our deliverer. God is our Lord. He is our savior and he is worthy of our trust and he is worthy of the praise because of who he is, because of who He is glory be to God. Now let's move on to the third point and the third barrier to deliverance. And that is domination, domination. The devil owns domination. So dominating thoughts, dominating actions, dominating behaviors and beliefs. These are all demonic These are demonic works of the enemy, our adversary, the devil. Second Peter two and 19 is a great reference to domination and dominating thoughts. But before we go even into the scripture, what is domination? What is domination? Domination by definition is the exercise of control or influence over someone or something, over someone or something, or the state of being so controlled. So what does that mean to us? What does that mean to us? Domination is not good. Number one, anything that you exercise and control or influence over a person or a thing, or even the state of being controlled is not what God designs nor desires for our life. Even the Lord, our God who created us does not control us. He has given us free will to choose him. He has given us free will to operate in the things of God, right? He has given us free will to choose him and to accept his will for our lives, or we choose the other way. But either way, he does not control by dominating thoughts, by dominating behaviors, or even actions or deeds. That is deception. That is a tactic of the enemy to delay, to distract, to hinder, and to block, and to keep you from receiving deliverance in Christ Jesus. Another per, another example or definition of domination is a person that is a slave to whatever controls them, right? So if you are being controlled by a thing, then you have become a slave to that thing. You've become a slave. You have become a slave. So second Peter Let's go back to the scripture here. Two and 19 states while they promise them liberty, which is freedom, while they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption for by whom a person is overcome by him also is he 
brought into bondage. And so an easier version of that, if that was a little bit too much for you, it, the NLT version says they promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of sin and corruption for you are a slave to whatever controls you. So whatever controls you, you become a slave to. You become a slave and you don't want to be a slave to sin, right? And so free will sometimes in excessive use, right? Or in a perverse form of use will be used in a perverted sort of manner. So if you release your freedom and your free will in in the enemy, in the devil, in the adversary, in sin, then you instantly become, you become a slave to sin. And even vice versa, if you release your freedom and your free will in Christ, then you become that in which Christ possessed, that he gives. You you are operating in, under the covering and under the will of the Lord, which is to prosper you, which is to free you from demonic oppression and bondage, which is, and these are the things of Christ. God God, God, um, the fruits of the, the fruit of the spirit through peace and gentleness and meekness and goodness, self-control. All of those things are the fruit of the spirit. And these things come from Christ. And so if you release your freedom, your free will underneath and submit to Christ, then you receive that in which he gives. And the same is for sin. If you submit to sin, then you become a slave to sin. And so it works both ways, vice versa. And so giving your life over to sin, giving your life over to your fleshly desires will only enslave you to what your body and your flesh wants. Okay, so when you follow the spirit and you submit to Christ, you receive the freedom of who he is, right? You receive the freedom of who he is and what he has, which is true liberty, true freedom, true happiness, healing, wholeness, peace, prosperity, and unity, these are the things of Christ, right? These, this is what God has to offer. So when we allow dominating thoughts, actions, beliefs, and, and, and controlling mindsets of the enemy, then we are then enslaving ourselves to sin. We're then submitting our fleshly desires, wishes, and our wills and wants to the world and to the fleshly desires of ourselves through selfishness, through the world, these wants unto him. So therefore we will bear that fruit as a slave of that thing. And so, but in, in, on the flip side of this, when you follow the spirit of God and the truth about God, then you can then submit and be received the freedom of that that comes from Christ, all that he is and all that he has. And so let's recap the three, the triple D's that this that break down the barriers to deliverance, the triple D's that dismantle that that hinder and that everything that hinders your deliverance, Lord, I can't even get that out for the for the life of me. 
I'm just tripping over my words. And I think some of it is the, the, the D word, the, 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 doubt, the, the. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. I'm not perfect, but you guys know what I'm saying. The triple D's, the triple D's in which that hinder and delay or have become a barrier to your deliverance. So the first D is distraction, distraction, which has and can become a hindrance to your deliverance and or a barrier to your deliverance. How do we resolve that by focusing on Jesus? The second D, which is doubt, doubt, right? Doubt is what places the lack of conviction in your heart. And so how do we resolve that is we allow and ask God to examine and to search our hearts and to allow us and pray for the conviction of Christ so that we may be healed in him. And so doubt, we don't want to come into agreement with doubt because doubt is what prevents us from receiving the fullness and the goodness of God. And the last D is domination, whether it be through dominating thoughts, actions, or behaviors. And domination is an exercise of control or influence over someone or something. And that in which you are controlled by is that in which you will be enslaved or in submission to. And so we release our freedom and our free will in Christ to him, because if we give it to our adversary, to the devil, to our fleshly desires, then we will then become slaves to our body and our flesh. And we don't want to be slaves to our flesh, nor to our body. We want to receive the fullness of God. We want to receive total liberty, freedom, and salvation in Christ Jesus through deliverance because God is our creator, our deliverer, our deliverer, our Lord and savior. And so deliverance and freedom is found in him. And so if you find yourself stuck in a place where you want deliverance and you just don't know how, and you hear um, words of doubt or unbelief, or, or you feel distracted by the woes of life or even certain people, things or situations, or you have dominating thoughts and behaviors that no matter what, you just can't stop. No matter what, you just keep thinking about about this one thing. You keep obsessing about this one thing and it just takes over your mind and it just takes over your life and you just cannot, cannot, cannot stop. This is a clear telltale sign that you are being affected by one of the triple D's that is hindering your deliverance. And so give it to God, give it to him in prayer and in fasting so that he can remove these things and allow you to receive delivering healing and wholeness in Jesus name. To God be the glory. Thank you all for visiting with me this week on this week's podcast. As always, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys online. Don't forget to go to Apple iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast if you enjoyed it. If it helped you, share it with someone you know. 
And I cannot wait to get in touch with all of my Freedom Fighter community in the world and social media. We always get to chat on Thursdays for our tea and testimony with Tina. And I love you so much. To God be the glory. Till next time. God bless. Thanks for joining me on Flawed and Free Podcast. Make sure you follow and subscribe. Click the bell on YouTube on my channel and follow. Don't forget to meet me live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Tea and Testimony with Tina to discuss weekly podcasts and answer questions. I'll be streaming from YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Flawed and Free, or if you're streaming from IG, it's at The Flawed and Free. Till next week, God bless, where we are free to be me, flawed, and free.